Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Side Character Quest. I'm your side character guest, Amber. And across from me, we have... The Board Game Master! Tis I, the Board Game Master, here with a monopoly on all things trouble. Are you ready to play a game? Uh, yeah, sure. I, I was actually, though, just, just looking for uh, Goblin Godfrey's, you know, like, wares and stuff. Um, I think I'm at the wrong place. Can you point me in the right direction? I think you're going. You made a wrong turn, but oh well. It's now it's just time to join a game with me. Roll the dice, see where it lands, odds, chances, everything good. Go ahead! Uh, uh okay. Go ahead and roll the dice. Uh, uh that's a, a seven. Oh, a seven snake eyes. <laughs> uh, what? No, I'm sorry, Game Master. I don't, I'm not even sure I'm ready for these games that you're going to play. I'm not sure math works in this world. Where am I? Oh, you're in the game realm. The realm of the game. You see to your left, you see a giant chess piece. You see to the right, you see one of those bubblematic poppers. Uh, you really need to get these dripping walls taken care of. And you see all around you, Train cars, hotels. Pass go! Don't collect five thousand million dollars. Yahtzee! Uh, uh, okay. Um, so listen, I don't want to ride that train. I'm not getting on that you roller do. coaster. Um, I don't even know what that structure is over there. It it looks like it's, it's yawning. A Oh, a yawning connect four. Yes, okay, yeah, that's just tired. a note. That's just a note. Um, yeah, can 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 you turn me to uh, uh, where I'm supposed to be? I'm supposed to be a side character guest on this show called Side Character Quest. Oh, um, what do, what are you playing on this show? Uh, You're playing a character. How did you know it was a show? Well, you, didn't you just say show? No, no, I said I'm I'm playing a game with my friend. Oh, what is the game? That seems more more up my alley, more like something I would ask about. Oh, yeah. So are you in... Anyway, um, yeah, I'm trying to play Monster of the Week. Mm, um, it's a pretty cool RPG. game. RPG. Not really my realm of expertise. Okay, you're a board game person. More of a board well, game. Less of a tabletop RPG role-playing game master. Mm, understandable. Yeah, that gives us all the good reasons for you to let me out of here, right? Mm, perhaps. Makes sense. All right, I I will allow it. Goodbye, sir. Go through that portal over there. You see it. Over here? This yes. way? Yes. Okay. It's the one next to the giant anthropomorphic go board. Oof. Hello? I feel a little sick. Oh, hey. So for once, uh, I'm the first one at the table. So I guess I will um, introduce uh, the show this week. <laughs> We're going to be playing... Um, side character quest uh and uh i'm ty and um i'm here waiting for uh our side character guest of the, uh, of the week oh hey sound effects sound effects sound effects sound effects sir oh hey uh, hey you're here you're here nice 
I don't like where I went mm. or how I got back. You got back, that's all that matters. Is God? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a little too early to um, to be doing some sort of weird uh, magic or something, however it was that you got back here. Um, but, but it's not too early to record a show. Uh, once again, we're doing a morning show, which is, I'm hoping, going to have that, that, that weird, sweet, sweet energy that uh, we... Um, we experienced last time um we've got amber uh all the way over there um on in the other part of the country uh with um, a friend of theirs in the room who you might occasionally hear little bits of audio from who knows um you have me sitting in this uh this room on a rainy day on the east coast um having a good time grand old time some might say um yeah how, how are you feeling over there i'm hungover um mm. nice but you know it's whatever the, the trip through the portal really wasn't too good on my stomach um mm-hmm. I, I, I do i do want to apologize to the listeners um just today's audio quality is going to be a little bit different there's a fan in the background that i can't turn off um and <laughs> We're just kind of rolling with this one today, but I hope my morning timbre voice is sweet like honey. Yep, it's going to be that morning timbre voice uh, interrupted <clears throat> occasionally by running off to the bathroom to throw up a little bit. Um, whereas me, I, I feel great because I only drink responsibly, like you should, listener, only drink responsibly with... That sounded like it was going to go into an ad, but I don't have anything planned one of these days one of these days where you guys were gonna get a sponsor um that's actually probably not true but whatever ezra uh, klein we're looking at you ira glass hit us up hit us up yeah what we need right now is what what could really help out your sh- uh lovely show this american life is to get a, a plug on um on our show so what i'm saying is you pay us and we'll advertise you, and then you'll finally get that uh, that numbers bump that you've been looking for. You'll make it to the big time. You'll make it to the big time. That's look, that's what I'm saying. Look, we're we're kind of we're kind of doing you a favor at the price that we're setting. Yeah, the price that we're setting of I don't know twenty bucks. Does that sound right? Does that sound good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's good. That'll cover fine. My, uh, cover my hosting fees for a little bit. Um, so, listeners, if you go to Twitter. Find this American life and just tell them to pay for a twenty dollars spot on side character quests. Yeah. Just let them know how important it is. <laughs> I would I would definitely I would definitely plug Ira Glass's new project to this American life if he gave me twenty bucks. I how, how def- much time how much time does that buy? Uh that would buy a whole show. That was a whole whole season of shows. That would buy a whole season of shows. I would. I, hey, I, Mr. Mr. Glass, Mr. Glass, I am promising you right now, uh, I will commit to six episodes of plugs if you give me 20 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> but it has to be from Mr. Iron Glass. It cannot Literally be from anyone else. Directly from him. Yes. I. Like, bill bill in a card like a 20 dollar bill in like a happy birthday card 
mail oh, to man. the side character quests. Do you have a P.O. box? I do not have a P.O. box. Um, we'll work on that. <laughs> we'll work on that. We'll work on that P.O. box. Or, you know, uh, you want to you wanna send it through um, Venmo, Cash App, PayPal. I'm, I'm naming all three because they aren't paying me. And how do you how do you feel about that, Mr. Glass? About, you know, you're saying, like, if 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 you were paying me, then I wouldn't be mentioning uh, Snap Judgment and I wouldn't be mentioning um, what's another thing in that oeuvre? What's another thing in that oeuvre, Amber? I need I need help. Uh, uh, you know, this is, sounds really weird, but I'm thinking of Welcome to Night Vale. That is not in that oeuvre, but I'll take nope. it. And you know what? You know what, Mr. Glass? You would not you would not be hearing the the dulcet tones of Cecil Baldwin uh, on Welcome to Night Vale being mentioned right now um, if if you had paid me that 20 bucks. So come on, Mr. Glass, help me out. Mr. Glass, do you really want to continue to be behind Reply All? I mean, Gimlet Media is really blowing up. Yeah, they're really blowing. Hey, hey, Mr. Glass, they're coming for your. They're coming for you. They're coming for you. And no, the only way you, the only way you you can keep ahead is if you get a plug on my show. Come on, Mr. Glass. Uh, Ah. Okay. All Listen, right, so what, are we, what were we doing last week? <laughs> uh, I, I, I threw the, the sounding stone and uh, the tree antler face slit monster um, looked towards it. Um, and I'm now hunched over in some of the reeds nearby the water. OK, um, yeah. So as uh, we left this off, um, you had gotten a sort of. Uh, a hunch, a magical hunch, telling you, um, which is a, a game mechanic, um, telling you to go check out this area of the swamp. Uh, you went out there and found a few small like lakes with a old, old building in the center of them. And standing in the middle of one of those lakes was a deer-looking creature um, with a kind of human-like face, uh, but with no mouth um, and sort of gill-like slits on the side of its cheeks. Um, and uh, branch-like antlers. Uh, as you threw a stone um, to sort of get it to... No, you weren't trying to get its attention. You were just trying to get it away from you in case it made some noise or something. Um, the creature looked towards that stone, um, towards the sounding stone, and uh, drew all of its... All of the smog, all of the uh, glowing insects glowing to you, not to the real world, back into itself. Um, and that's where we find ourselves. Pretty succinct. Did I cover everything? Yeah, no, I, I think you did a really good job. Oh, uh, yeah, thank you. And, you know, you know who else I would do a great job uh, describing succinctly? Uh, Mr. Ira Ooh. Glass and his lovely show, oh, um, yeah. This American mm-hmm. Life. Uh mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so yeah, what do you do at this point, uh, Amber playing Silas? Mm, so, uh, the creature hasn't seen me yet, right? No, you're behind a bush. Um, the creature is, uh, is slowly um, taking steps towards that sounding stone. Um, you can see uh, in the, the starlight, um, you can see that it is walking across the water uh but is not disturbing the water at all as it steps so real quick question ty yes 
This is very important. Um, you just said that I'm behind a bush. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought I was in reeds. This is extremely important for me to know. Uh, I'm gonna. Okay, I'll say that you are in reeds with bushes nearby. Okay. But you are in reeds. Okay. Okay. This... I don't know why that would be important, but I was imagining there was a bush. And you were imagining you were in reeds. So let's combine those two things. And both are true. That's, awesome. This is collaborative storytelling, listeners. This is, you know, this is D&D at its finest. Um, D&D or Monster of the Week. You know, you know a place that could, uh, you know, really gain some, some lessons from us uh, yeah. about collaborative storytelling? Yeah. Are you about to drag This somebody? America Life. Oh, This America you know, uh, <laughs> W-E-B-Z Chicago. The the thing with This American Life is it's always just like one amazing storyteller telling their own story. And it's like, what if you had like two of them, though? What if you you had two of them, though? Yeah. Telling somewhat competitive stories. See, Uh, this is the kind of stuff you can look to receive some type of quality content you can be plugging yourself with Mr. Glass. What if This American Life, what if Mr. Ira Glass was telling a story of a uh, car dealership um, that was like really just just, you know, just having having some rough times. But in the middle of that, uh, a dragon showed up and Ira, Mr. Ira Glass had to fight the car, the car dealership and the dragon um, I had to fight the dragon with the car dealership. Like, what if that just happened? Wouldn't that make for I'm- a better story? I'm really digging this. Like he picks up one car as a shield arm mm-hmm. and then like smashes another one into like a sword or some kind of pole arm. And he's, I mean, like, uh, we all as we all know, Mr. Iroglass is very strong. He's very strong. OK. He's all right. Strong. OK, so back <laughs> back to the story. Sorry, I bet you that first 20 minutes of podcasts was fun. Um, I don't know how long it was. Uh, it's been but, about uh, 30 minutes, but I think a lot of that was not on the show. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, uh, so I'm in these reeds next to these bushes. Yes. Um, and I want to try to stay as still as possible because I don't want to move the reeds. Uh, that's fair. Um, I, I would say that you're, you're, you, I don't think that you are going to have a really hard time moving the reed or not moving the reeds just because I don't think you would have gotten into them if you thought that you would have, that that would be a concern. Do you know what I mean? This is fair. Yeah. Um, Okay. so then. Once I can kind of tell that, like, you know, it's not paying much attention to me, I'm going to walk in the opposite direction. Okay. uh, from the sounding stone. Basically, you said that there's um, this building in the middle of all this water. Yes. Um, This monster is on one side and it's headed towards the sounding stone, which is back towards the way that I came in at the south. Um, and then I went to the east, uh, went up in the, in the tree to get um, a better view, came back down to the water. And now I'm going to continue circumventing around the east until I can get to the north side of this, if possible, if it's small enough, mm-hmm. and then see if there's an entrance on the north side. OK, yeah. So you uh, make your way around. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything that I would need to have you roll for this. But I, I think that uh, in the spirit of Monster of the Week, um, it doesn't look like there's really anything that would happen there. Um, 
if we were playing something like Dungeons and Dragons, I would do probably a self check or something. Um, mm. But uh, but yeah, so you make your way around um, and you see that there's uh, a few um, you pass by another one of these um, these little lakes. Uh, and um, as you are going, you find uh, one of them, you know, the, the, they all seem like pretty much the same, although one of them is like kind of drained. Um, and uh, finally, you make your way um, to the northernmost uh, um, path. So imagine these lakes as sort of like the spaces between spokes in a wheel and the building is in the center of the wheel and then those spokes are raised uh raised paths separating the lakes and reaching out to the the outside does that make sense yeah okay um so you get up to the the uh the northernmost spoke and um, it leads directly to the building, and um, you do indeed see a uh, entrance on the front. Okay, I'm gonna make my way along one of these spokes. Okay. Um, I am really focused on this goal, um, and in my hand, I'm holding that candle, that bird candle. Oh, cool. Um, and I'm just, you know, sort of making my way towards it. And as uh, soon as I get the uh, get to sort of the door, is it a door or a doorway? Um, it is a uh, iron doorway, but it's been like it is no longer it, 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 it has been bent and rent asunder. Mm. Can I get in without moving the door? Yes. Okay, is, so then I do mostly, that. It is mostly uh, not blocking you. Okay, so then I just sort of slip in. Okay. Um, what do I see? Uh, inside you see um, lots of uh, plants. You see lots of uh, moss. It's very dark in here, um, but you can still you can see some stuff from the uh, reflecting moonlight, um, things like that. Um, there's some rotten furniture, um, some uh, things in the in the wall to sort of hold torches that are, are empty now. Um, and you see a few doorways uh, around the space. Um, some of them are collapsed. Uh, some are not. Um, it's also uh, one thing to keep in mind is it's very like moist in here um, just because of all of the, you know, the environment that it is in. OK. This place uh, looks I, old and ruined. Uh, I I honestly think um, I would like to do um, two rolls. Okay, what would you like to do? Sound effects, 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 Yes, we recognize that this is not how you play Monster of the Week. We're sorry that Ty and Amber kept forgetting the rules and kept doing wrong things. But whatever, you'll just have to deal with it. It's free! Who cares? Okay, what would you like to do? The obvious investigative mystery. Okay. 
Um, and then well, let's do the read a bad situation first. Okay. Um, go ahead and roll that. That was an eleven. Oh hey. Okay. So um, you get uh three holds, and each hold can be used to ask a question. Um, so these questions are: What's my best way in? What's my best way out? Are there any dangers we haven't noticed? What's the biggest threat? What's most vulnerable to me? And what's the best way to protect the victims? Okay, so my three hold. Um, let's go ahead and start with, um, are there any dangers we haven't noticed? Um, so you looking around the room, uh, you can tell that there is nothing in this space. And by the way, I'm, I'm treating this as a read a bad situation for this whole situation you're in right now, not just in this particular room. Does that make sense? I mean, that's fair. This seems kind of like the nexus, so. Yeah. Um, So you were reading a a bad situation, uh, and you were asking, are there any dangers you haven't noticed? Um, You are looking around this room. You don't see anything immediately threatening, um, and you haven't noticed... No, I I would say that there isn't really anything uh, that you could possibly know about that is... No, no, there's there are not. Okay. Um, the second one is what's my best way out? Like okay. in an emergency, if something were to go wrong, basically Silas is is sort of like planning multiple escapes. Yes. So you um you look up, uh you're looking around this room and you see that there is a um break in the wall. Uh you didn't notice it at first because it's um sort of shaded from the uh the starlight um but you know that if you were to uh light your flight candle um and just fly straight out that window um or that break that would probably be your best way out of the situation and then probably just go straight you know away from this area um flight would probably as best as you can tell be your your best way out Okay, so again, uh, just to sort of recover this with the listeners, character doesn't know what this candle does. I do. Uh, uh, you get a you get a sense. You have a, <laughs> a sense that that would that that would happen. Um, I I I I'll, I'll use it thematically. Okay, I got, you know, I, well, um, if you want, then I I could say that the that that spooky spooky person could um tell you uh tell you what it is when the time comes. I mean, yeah, if or you, you, you want to do it like do that, it. too. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see how it comes. You know, you might decide to light it before then. It's your choice. Yeah, we'll see. And then the last one is what's most vulnerable to me? Oh, I was not expecting to ask this. Um, so this is an interesting question. Um, so vulnerable implies a certain amount of like being able to attack something. Tell me again what it is that your your character, how your character takes the offensive. Um. So this is not Silas asking this question. This is more me. Yeah. Um, I assume that I assume that in Silas's real past, Silas is a little bit okay with killing or death. Yeah. So my guess is that at some point, Silas is going to be confronted with the idea of doing something that is going to harm this thing. Okay. Um, and I'm basically trying to figure out if Silas is going to just 
pick up any information sort of epiphany style while in this building or like rummaging through something to like gain some kind of understanding. If you don't want to actually answer this now, I can go ahead and roll for investigative mystery and you can sort of like add the answer onto that. I, I think that would that would help because at this point, I don't think that you know anything about this creature that would really help you hurt it. Um, and I can't think of a, a good narrative reason why you would be able to to figure something out right now. All right, I, other than like up. hitting it with a stick, maybe that'll do something. Um who knows? All right, let's let's roll them up. Okay, roll roll you roll yourself. Investigate hey, that mystery. That's a four. Ah, oh, you rolled yourself. Um, yep. All right. Played myself. So mark experience. On a miss, you reveal some information to the monster or whoever you're talking to. Uh, the keeper might ask you some questions, which you have to answer. Okay, I have an idea of what's going to happen here. You are in this room um, that's this in this old, old building uh, and you start like looking around. Um, tell me, what, what are you looking for right now? Uh, well, you said you said there was like a couch uh, there. I mean, there's some like furniture and stuff. Yeah, gotcha. So that definitely weirded me out. Right. It's like, what's a house or furniture esque? place doing here mm -hmm. uh so what i ended up do, uh what i think silas is gonna do is try to see who lived here okay or like why is there human furniture in okay. this area um or humanoid humanoid yeah it could be a dwarf it could be an elf it could be a kobold kobold you don't know yeah um so uh you are looking around um this the space uh you are finding like desks you, you find a, a rusted sword um sitting in a corner you find one area uh that's you find one of the broken down doors um the sort of collapsed almost collapsed doors doorways and this one is leading down and uh looking down um i'm gonna say that you find uh some candles um and uh a tinderbox um it looks a lot newer than everything else in the place um but you strike up one of those candles um, so you can see a little bit better in this area and you start walking down um, some stairs uh, that are, are leading uh, underground in this this space and um, you notice uh, what looks like Silas starts to get a tiny bit of a headache okay um, and as you are walking down these stairs um, you uh, notice that there's there appears to be like a watermark um, sort of on the the side of the wall sort of indicating that the water level might have used to have been higher um and uh you find yourself it, the stairway opens into a large storage area um with uh some crates um like just completely like waterlogged and and gross um moldy and stuff uh and you notice that that some of them have been like sort of scuffled around and, and whatever. Mm. What do you do? First thing, I think Silas kind of notices a little bit of a, a little bit of a humming in mm -hmm. their head or some type of consistent noise. And while they're like walking through this place, I think they're starting to realize that I think they're starting to realize that that they can hear something. 
Okay. And I... I don't know if you know how much this is playing into my plan, so I'm just, like, waiting to see where you're going. I don't, actually. I'm, I'm um, very excited. I just I just really sort of feel like this is this is what would happen. Oh, man. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and so I'm going to say that uh, when I tried to read a bad situation and um, investigate a mystery, um, my sight and telepathy were also used. Okay. And and I I get the feeling that Silas feel Silas feels open and vulnerable on like a psychic level in a way that they don't fully understand yet. So you hear um Oh man, okay. So uh you get sort of this humming uh becomes louder and louder and um starts to sort of crack in a way that's that's kind of like uh, a shard of glass being dragged um, across uh, another shard of glass um, sort of screeching in a very terrible way um, and your head snaps um, to look in uh, to look towards one of those those boxes and you see that it's starting to um, you see a number of small uh, fractured lights um, appearing in that corner and this screeching you can hear like mixed within it um, a voice that sounds not unlike um, Goblin Godfrey's from earlier uh, and it's it's piercing into your your mind almost um, but you can also definitely hear it with your own human ears uh, or not human ears um, mm-hmm. You're hearing it in your mind and in your uh, and physically hearing the sound of Goblin Godfrey accompanied by this weird screeching. So Silas, I don't I don't feel like Silas does this out of choice or consciously. I sort of feel like Silas is moved to do this. Okay. because I think personality wise, I think Silas would would back away from this. Okay. Um. But but something about the way that this situation has been set up, something about the 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 openness that I feel like my character is experiencing, it's one of those moments where it's like dead focus and not really concerned about anything else. So Silas makes their way over to the uh, crate. Mm-hmm. You know, actually, wow, this is not what I was expecting. I feel like Silas just sort of like like punches through, but not okay. like specifically with a punch, just like just reaches for whatever is like lit and punches into the crate. You reach through into this crate and you find uh, a few dozen um, of those sounding stones, uh, like the one that you um, that you found uh, with that man entangled in vines. But these ones are are cracked and shattered uh, and don't seem to be working properly but they are all glowing they're all activated right now and as you pick one up um you get an intense sort of like surge and that uh the image of that creature um of its glowing green eyes uh you have the the strong sense that it has just turned to look towards you okay am i am i lucid enough in my own body yes you are lucid grabs about two of these stones and like instantly starts like running for the door. Okay, nice. 
you make your way up the stairs, chugga, 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 running, 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 <laughs> uh, and you make your way out um, into the the uh, cool but humid um, night air. You're looking over. Uh, you're looking either way. Um, on your right is that sort of uh, drained. Um, lake on the left is the is you know just one of the normal ones and you are running uh running up this spoke um away from the building and those two stones uh glowing sort of screeching lightly in your hand um though they as you make your way they, oh they i put start, them in my bag oh in your bag i don't want to drop them yeah. yeah um the the screeching slowly subsides and uh you make your way on the out of the spoke uh but as you're going um you see that uh uh, a fog rolling across the water um, and you see a couple of lights uh, piercing through that fog and go into the water um, and then you uh, you start to hear the there's movement coming from the water is it coming towards me yes it is okay Silas grabs the bird candle thing yep and goes now pause real quick yo when this said that you could fly, did it give like movement flight or did it give like, I thought it just like made things hover for a bit. It's like movement flight. Like okay. you can, you can fly well, about, had. you can fly, I would say, um, you can easily fly about 20 feet up in the air and you can with effort go farther. Um, and you can go, mm, a little bit faster than you could run. Okay. Um, I mean, we could we could say that it just lets you hover if you want. I'm going to leave it up to a dice roll. Okay. I'm not going to know what it's going to do. Okay. Because that's fair, because a character doesn't. But it can do one of the two. And I'm going to roll... Um... <coughs> Okay, so 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 here here's how I'm gonna have this set up. Um, I'm gonna roll two d8. On the first d8, if it's even, I am going to light it and throw it at the monster. Okay. If it's odd, I'm going to light it and keep it in my hand. <laughs> okay. On the second d8, if it's even. It offers movement flight. If it's odd, it only hovers. Okay. All right. Oh, gosh. First D8. That is a six. Okay. So I throw it at the monster. Oh, gosh. And the second one. That is even. It, it is flight. Oh, it's just flight. Okay. It's flight. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> See. Oh, boy. Okay. So, um, uh, you see this, um, piercing light, uh, coming out of the water, um, towards you and rushing, um, out through the fog. Uh, it's, it's kind of hard to see what it is. And you just take this, um, this uh candle that you've never known quite what it was but you you know in this moment it feels right to use it uh, you just your instincts your your feelings um so you you take out a tinderbox you light it and then you chuck it like a grenade at the these two uh at the these lights that are making their way towards you well kid 
Here's hoping it does something. Uh, and coming out of the fog, you see two alligators with glowing insects growing out of their scalps, out of their foreheads. And one of them, the one that's closer, uh, it opens its mouth wide and you chuck that candle straight in to its mouth and it clamps down and is just like ah, closes down on that and not really expecting it. Uh, lifts off of the ground and starts floating into the air while the other alligator continues to make uh, make its way towards you. It is sort of uh, floating away right now, the first one. Oh, so it doesn't really understand how to fly. It doesn't really know, understand how to fly. Um, <laughs> Ooh, it's lucky for me. Yeah, and uh, it, it's gotten about... Um, maybe 20 feet up in the air and then it starts to get its bearings and move and move towards you uh when all of a sudden as you may recall this candle has to be lit for it to operate and it is in this thing's mouth the candle goes out and it falls (laughs) 20 feet in the air upside down slams straight onto its head and uh just hits the ground and then slumps over the glowing insect uh stops glowing um, and the other one uh, continues to make its way towards you. Okay. Um, at this point, I'm going to activate your what's most vulnerable to me thing. And I will point out to you um, th- that you had from earlier. And I'll, I'll say that you realize that these glowing insects are uh, controlling the creature. Oh, okay. All right. I've never done this before, but okay. I get the feeling this is this is the case. Silas whistles and hoots for the owl. And as they do this, again, I don't think this is something that Silas understands. I feel like this is something that's happening to Silas. Okay. Silas starts speaking a language that sounds so familiar. And it's like a reaction out of fear. But they know it's not something that they've heard recently or that anyone in the in this area speaks. And Ty, I'm going to use magic. Yes, I was really hoping that. Excellent. Okay, (laughs) use uh, roll plus weird. All right, let's see. Your plus weird is two. You have a very good use magic. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. All right. <laughs> so do, do we want to explain magic for the people in, in this game who are listening who don't who don't know Monster of the Week? Yeah, so um, when you use magic, uh, you once again, you want to get at least a seven to succeed. If you get um, between a seven and nine, you partially succeed. Anything higher, you, you know, you just get it automatically anything lower and bad things happen um basically a uh, partial a full success you get to have like two effects um a partial success uh you get an effect and a glitch and then a failure bad stuff happens um, um and uh and everyone and can use magic right pretty much um but it has to make narrative sense uh, and your character, it it does. Um, I'll also say that Silas uh, has plus two weird, which means that they are pretty good at magic stuff. Okay. I think I'm going to roll 
Use magic. That's two d sixes, plus two, right? Yep. She got. She that got. is a ten. Oh snap! The magic works without any issues. Choose your effect. Um, I'm gonna read out these effects. I might edit this out. Uh, inflict harm. Enchant a weapon. Um, do one thing that is beyond human limitations. Uh, bar a place or portal to a specific person or type of creature. Trap a specific person, minion, or monster. Banish a spirit or curse a person. Summon a monster into the world. Communicate with something that you do not share language with. Observe another time or place. Um, heal one harm from an injury or cure a disease or neutralize a poison. So I, I get the feeling that how this sort of plays out is that Silas whistles for this owl, it sort of as like natural uh, and a part of, again, this is all coming from like body memory. Mm-hmm. Um, so if the owl comes or not, I don't think that's, that's really important, but okay. I think Silas does this and uh, while they're whistling, I sort of get the feeling that like everything around them gets a little bit darker okay. while they're speaking things get a little bit darker and all you can sort of see is their eyes. Yeah. And out of the darkness, which only sort of looks like there's more shadow. It's not like it's smoky darkness. It's just like more shadow. For some reason, it's getting darker around them. Out of the darkness, Silas summons a monster. Uh, <laughs> okay. What? what descri- describe this monster to me. Uh, you know, I don't want to summon a monster, but I think I am going to summon something. Um, I don't okay, really have going to count as a monster. Technically. Yeah. From no, the I mean, I have to stick with my decisions. Which <laughs> okay, yes. That's what I do. But I was originally thinking something like super crazy. Um, mm-hmm. Again, to fuck with you. Um, <laughs> but I think I'll... Uh, I think, I think, okay, I think I know what I'm going to do. So, Silas whistles in a way that seems super familiar to them. And things go dark, and all you can see is their eyes gleaming through the darkness. And all of a sudden, with one last hoot, a spectral blue owl comes shooting forth through the darkness, Ooh. aiming straight at the alligator. Okay. Um, how do I want to resolve this? I, I guess this would be, um, yeah. So okay, I, I don't think I don't think you have to roll for this. The um, owl shoots forward and uh, swipes at the um, glowing insect on the uh, alligator's head, and the alligator snaps up to try to bite at it. And uh, the owl, you know, passes by, comes back, swipes again, <clears throat> and they are just causing a muck. There is splashing. There is uh, there's reeds getting um, ripped asunder. Uh, there's all sorts of crazy stuff going on over there. And cool. while this happens, I, I book. Okay. <laughs> I head back towards the town because. Okay. Um, I don't know what that thing is with the weird face and the antlers and the controlling of the bugs. Um, but I didn't get as much information as I wanted from this place. And then there's like floating alligators 
and like, <laughs> you made that happen. I'm using magic now, Ty. I don't. I can't. I'm done. I still have um those uh I I I took some of the the broken sounding stones, right? Yes, yes, you did. Okay, yeah. So then I just I just head on back to I just like clear it into the forest, try to head my way back to town. Okay, sounds good. So I think I think Silas, while they're running and they're trying to make their way back to town. Can I just say I, I really did not expect that at all. That was not <laughs> where I was. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> um. I get the feeling that Silas is having a little bit of a psychotic break. Okay. Um, and I, I do kind of feel as if it's too much to deny now that Silas definitely had a former life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't, I don't feel like I can take the narrative step to say that their amnesia is gone yeah but i do feel like i can take the narrative step to say that silas ain't sure silas is silas anymore yeah that's that's fair you in this moment um you feel a uh surge of confidence in your abilities that feels very strange to you. Um, like in this moment, you feel like you you suddenly feel like you have an understanding of like, hey, I thought I was going to use magic and I just did. Um, you feel like if I wanted to do something weird like that again, I I could. Um, you also feel a confidence in your your physical capabilities like you you feel a little bit more um yeah you just you just feel more in tune with yourself than you have in a while despite not really knowing why uh, t- tell me if this is fair to say i feel like silas as a character definitely knows that they're from outside the wall or like knows that they're not from anywhere here. You in this moment, you know that you are not. You are not of the place that you have been for the last three years. And like, I think before it was like Silas. Accepted that as true, but like. Didn't really have much to back it up aside from like appearance. Yeah. Um. But I think I see. I think Silas knows this now. Yeah. It's like, okay, no, there's a there's a ton more here. Yeah. Um. And I think. I think Silas is is running through the woods. And stops nearby a tree. And looks around. And goes, why, why am I running? Nothing about any of this makes sense. I. I just I summoned a monster. You hear a, a quiet buzz uh, starting to to rev up um, behind you. I don't. You know what? I think. I think. I think I'm done playing this game. 
And I think Silas turns around and starts walking towards the buzzing. And I think that's a good place to end. Okay, all right. Um, yeah, this has been a side character quest. Um, pay your respects. That's the the most like just cl- I've just just ended it. That I've never ended it that succinctly before. Um, Joy Drops for the use of Not Drunk as our intro and outro music. Find them at thejoydrops.com. You can find us at sidecharacterquest.com, at SCQ Podcast on Twitter, or by email at sidecharacterquest at gmail.com. there'll be like a little music playing and then bloopers yeah the life of the the big life of fame yeah like you know when you're a celebrity you're no longer your own person you belong to the public mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? i mean why else do we put these speeches out into the ether i mean i know when i signed up for this my plan was for the big bucks and so that I could star in a movie with Mr. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, which I mm. was going, I was thinking like, oh, may, should I come up with a, a funny name that kind of sounds like Benedict Cumberbatch? And then I was like, no, because, you know, I might be working with him someday. I will be working with him someday. And when that happens, I don't want him to be able to look back and say, ah, oh, he called me Bumbada. And then he'd be very upset with me, with me. He'd be very upset. I don't want that. Upset with who? With me. You. Yeah. Uh, Ugh. Set you? up. Up. Set. You. <laughs> oh, that's fun. Uh, okay. We have a good time. Yes. Yo, Uno, stop humping my leg. You there? Ty? Ty's still in the bathroom? That's a good listener. Because then we have time. Time to ourselves. This is your side character guest, Amber. I'll tell you a couple things about me while Ty is gone. See, I'm a simple guy, or at least I was. Now I'm learning what it means to identify as genderqueer. Um, And that's sort of a big part of my life as of right now. Um, I don't know, I 
I can't really say that I have a specific um, psychological trauma or pain that comes when I feel misgendered. Uh, for me, this is much more of a political stance than a um, than something that I need for my own benefit. Uh, I thoroughly believe that the heteronormative gender structure is problematic for most humans. Um, that's not to say that, you know, if you do belong to some traditional heteronormative gender structure, that that's bad for you. All, all I'm saying is that I think to expect everyone to fit within that uh, is a problem. Uh, and I think one of the, um, the growing up for me, uh, I was pushed to be very uh, cisgendered, very uh, masculine uh, because I'm male. Uh, and, I, and I feel like that push without the option to sort of figure out what gender is and how I relate to it, what social role I want to play as I become older and older, um, really makes empathy uh, a bit harder to, to develop, in my opinion. Um, and it was only when I started um, conceiving of my gender as something different than uh, what I was assigned at birth um, that I really started to get a better understanding of how other people around me um, might be experiencing the world um, and how my expectations on gender growing up um, had really limited me from showing uh, some people some true connection. In any case, um, if you ever happen to meet me or if you know anything, if you want to leave uh, a message on the Twitter or send us an email asking me some questions, I'll be you know more than happy to answer some. But I really don't care what pronoun you use for me. I really don't care, you know, which name you use for me. If those of you out there happen to know my birth name, um, all I care about is that everything that is said is said um, with charity and kindness. Anything said with malice or in a way that's, you know, trying to sort of fit me into this box, um, then I'm not really for it. That being said, not everyone who is going through a similar process as me feels like I do. And I just generally think it's always a good idea to um, ask people what their preferred pronouns are if you're not already doing that. So again, thank you for listening to side character quests. Not sure if Ty is going to put this in. Um, but if, if he does, um, you know, I hope it, I hope it's been pleasant to listen to really enjoy having you all listen to the show. Uh, it kind of warms my heart to know that my buddy's putting all this work into this project and, um, it seems to be getting such a good reception. So, yeah. Today, the board game master returned. I had his sheet. Um, thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, 
All right, so um, you were, what, what was the thing you were rolling first? Yeah, I was watching The Daily Show. Um, is it just me or do they like always go hard on Spirit Airlines? Uh-huh. You said water park? And in my mind it was like, oh, like the feces toilet bowl parks. <laughs> because Whitewater. Yeah sets a standard for water parks for Georgians. That's kind of the same way. It gives us the same interactions that we have with Waffle House. Where it's like, oh, the cook accidentally put his hand in our food because he fell and they served it to us anyway. Eh, it's cheap. Oh, gosh. Like, white water's like, oh, the water has flesh-eating bacteria and somebody shat in the pool like three like months ago. And it also like had a hepatitis A outbreak like last year. Oh, but they cleaned it out and it's open again. Okay. That makes me really sad because I really wanted to know more about this mystery, but oh well. I know, right? I mean, like I, one of the things that I, I dislike about Monster of the Week is that I don't have as many opportunities to, um, to uh, instigate random chance on my side um that's actually like a game mechanic um mm. but at the same so because of that i don't want to uh i don't want to ignore the random chat chance that does come up you know what i mean that's very fair yeah um All right, here's the thing. The monster is actually a giant owl. That's dumb. Let me go back. <laughs> uh, what? What is this owl? <laughs> what do you mean, what is this owl? Like, where did I it come like from? What's its name? Yeah, do you have any... Uh... Do you have anything you want to want to say now? Um, this is this would be post credits if. Uh, yeah, if no, I. I know I like I, I jumped in with a lot of things there. Um, so one thing I've been wanting to reveal for a while. I think that voice that Silas has that accent. Yeah. Is purely in relationship to the amnesia. Oh. And I've been I've been waiting to drop that for a while. Oh, that's wait. Did you pick it up from, uh, from what's her name? Because that's how she was talking to you. I think I think maybe yeah. Oh man, that's really good. Oh man. Oh geez. I I, I can say this. I planned this episode one that or episode one of Silas's arc that Silas was gonna sound different when they first started talking and then once they started to sort of like become more sure in themselves or get their memories back, their real voice would come out. I want to know like, si like how you decided to fit Silas in into this world. Okay. Or I want to know about this, this monster. So I guess my question is like when, when you're 
when you're editing this and when this sort of comes out, is your story going to be more heavily focused on um, Silas's interaction with the world and like that sort of like the point of the arc? And that is what like contributes to the to the you know the the main storyline, um, or is the monster really the thing 